It's time to be serious. Mm-hmm. It's time to be serious about this show called Frasier. So tone it down because it's not funny. This is a very serious episode of Frasier. It's very special and near and dear to my heart. It's, it's Daphne does dinner too. The reboot <laughs> of this podcast that we lost. Oh, so are you just... Hi, and welcome to <laughs> another Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Frasier podcast. You might have heard of that show. <laughs> We're your hosts, Diana. And, and I'm Dave. He forgot who he was. And we're uh, very fancy-ass podcasters. <laughs> I was just thrown off by the way this thing is happening. This uh, episode starts off with the little elevator in that tall Seattle tower we all know and love. <laughs> the tall Seattle tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, which episode is that? Did episode 1014. Daphne does dinner. Mm-hmm. Which we are recording for the second time because the first time... Uh, we lost the audio, the, my or some of it. My track stopped recording right as we started actually talking about yeah, the episode. Yeah, I already did all this. We don't need to talk about this again. No. I said part. I said two. Yeah, you didn't say why. I said the sequel. We don't. You no. don't need to explain a we sequel. Do. We all just know what a sequel. But it's is. not a sequel. It's it a- is a sequel. It's part two because part one is lost at sea in a bottle. Like that song, the police sing. Mm-hmm. We're sending out an SOS <laughs> of this Frasier episode. Mm-hmm. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. What's happening right Daphne now? Daphne does diner drive-ins and dives. No? Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay. Well, it's 25 minutes and 40 seconds. We're re-recording this episode because we lost my track right around when we started talking about the actual episode because, frankly, uh, we could use... Some better, like we got to replace some of our equipment and stuff. Uh, uh, at this point, we're, we're some of it's getting old, and we got we could we got to do it better. Uh, which one way to help us do that would be to support our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/tgifarcade. Help us get better mics and and stuff so that we're less likely to have the audio suddenly well, just stop recording. That's because we drop the mic. We shouldn't do that at the end of every podcast at the end where we drop the mic. Yeah, I know. It's It just feels so epic that it's important to, like, to me well, to take the time to unscrew the mic from the stand and unhook it and drop it mm-hmm. um, for you to see. Well, we're kind of the rock stars of this bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, shout out to the first years of the pod. I, c- I call it the pod now because I'm cool. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a guitar to smash like, you know, Johnny Resnick or whatever from the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't even know if that's his name. I Yeah, I tried to pick the most rockingest band I could think of mm-hmm. next to Dave Matthews. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Just uh, hard yeah. metal. Hard AF metal. The <laughs> uh-huh. hardest metal. Yep. Like, Slipknot should be scared. Uh-huh. But they know how to rock. Right? Okay, so you know what else <laughs> rocks this episode? Let's talk about that writer. Yes, let's talk about it. Um, I'm just having goofs. Yeah. I, I gotta do this twice. You gotta let me have my goofs. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, All right? Let me have some goofs. Uh, I will say there's a chance the episode, the other one we recorded, may go up, but it does not sound great. So it may go up as like a extra bonus thing at some point. But uh, 
it's recoverable, but it's not wonderful. But anyway, so the writer in this episode, Heidi Perlman, who is, you know, Rhea Perlman's sister and has written four episodes at this point. Uh, well, this is her fourth episode. We're, we've had some mixed responses on Heidi Perlman because, uh, she did Sharing Kirby and Cheerful Goodbyes, which we weren't super big on, but then she also just did Door Jam, which is the one uh, where they go to the spa and there's, you know, all the secret doors and everything. And... Never watched it. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying she's taken a turn in terms of uh, uh, episode quality, uh, taking a positive turn. Uh, I think it's not just sometimes you hit gold and then sometimes you're just pan handling, you know, you're in the water shaking out that mm -hmm. loose silt and all there is just is some fish eggs and you can make a good sushi, but you can't make a a sitcom episode. I didn't think that through once I started talking. I just like started and then. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that happened. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. This is okay. If you are not paying attention, if you look away for that split second of where it says dinner at the cranes already in progress and you just uh -huh. miss that, you're completely confused because I yeah. definitely thought that this was the end of the episode somehow. Yeah. And, and then I were, I was like, no, what mm -hmm. happened? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, the, uh, the only note I have here is I definitely thought Netflix had started the episode at the end. And the thing is, so Di we've talked uh, before about how Diana's watched this the entire series on Netflix before. The first time she did it, we only had it was when you could only have one profile on Netflix, and so the one and now we each have our own. So Diana watched it all on what is now ostensibly my profile so all of the episodes which is hilarious because it has all our shared ratings in right. it that yeah. affect you i think probably now it's more correct than it was but it's like your cue still has a bunch of things i added oh, to yeah, it that absolutely. i've never am going to watch uh, right like half of them you haven't even added to your own cue yeah and i don't watch like... things in my own cue so. right but that means whenever i start a new episode that i that i haven't seen it still shows a progress bar basically at the end. So it's entirely possible that there's some episode that Diana hasn't finished that Netflix is going to start at the near the end because it's almost done. So I just thought that's what had happened. I was like, okay, hold up. I don't know what's going on here, but I missed half of this. Let's go back. Oh. I thought you meant like hold up right now in the oh, middle no, of the episode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, not a technical failure again. No, 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 no. You know what else a technical failure? This party that's this happening party, yeah, where yeah. Fraser gets slapped and chef Etienne. Etienne, yeah yeah like it's a handsome why is he carrying the two lobsters because it's funnier it's because that's humor it's funnier but also like i feel like that's there's got to be part of the story that's the gonna be like one year class i didn't ever go into like comedy writing class but i probably mm -hmm. should have um go into it like it's like i signed up but i just never went like I never, I never <laughs> took the class, uh -huh. and but I just imagine like one whole like class is devoted to like weird things you can carry into a scene, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, what about lobsters? And then you're like yeah, that's kind mm -hmm. of a trope now, but <laughs> it is a classic. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I do like just everything that's happening here with the toupee being on fire, yeah, and like Martin coming out as the count and mm -hmm. then being sad because. 
He's no longer the count because the party is over. This yeah. very bare bones, the def- very definition of simplicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, with a goat that's like vomiting in the kitchen. Yeah. Like a bleeding, not a bleeding. Right. But B-L-E-A-T-I-N-G. Right. Is that what it's called? Or is that just a sheep? No, that's, yeah, it literally says bleeding in the subtitles. I never realized how that word sounds a lot like bleeding. So I do, but that's because a podcast I listen to, Friends at the Table, one of the people on it, her Twitter handle is bleating heart. Oh, (laughs) clever. Yeah. Clever girl. (laughs) Yes. Yes, she is. What a dino. What a dinosaur on that podcast. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Have you seen, I saw this thing and it was like a gif, a, this person dressed as like a dinosaur and then walking around the corner and like all these people, unsuspecting people that were just like terrified because some, <laughs> they're walking down the street and then a dinosaur jumps out at them and they mm-hmm. like record. And I don't know, I think that's kind of mean, but it was kind of funny. And like they yeah. laughed about it afterwards because it's like one of those things like if you saw that, you'd be like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then like some people like take off running. They like, uh-huh. but I'm like, so- yeah, that's the normal reaction. So is it is it just one of those inflatable T Rex costumes? Yeah, but you oh, just okay. see it from like the wall, like coming. You're like walking down the street, and then you see it like come out of the alley. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, which is terrifying. Um. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this but, this party is a typical Fraser Niles party. Yeah, essentially, so it's a disaster. Which the thing is, like, this definitely part of the reason I honestly believed it was possible this was the end of the episode is this legitimately feels like the end of an episode about one of these parties like this like none of this feels beyond what could have happened in an episode in a normal episode of Frasier yeah like this feels real this feels like they wrote an entire episode and then only showed you the last like 20 seconds of it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so now we're in the next section Mm -hmm. it's Charmander (laughs) A shout out to Pokemon enthusiasts the world over. Uh huh. Sword and Shield just came out. I'm sure you're all pumped to hear us talking about Charmander. Um, I know nothing about it. It. My other thing was to say it's Chandler. <laughs> uh huh. Um, yeah, I know that because you said that while we were watching. I know. It's just like <laughs> I f- figure out different jokes mm-hmm. when I watch it like a second time right before doing the episode. So we're in the Montana. Mm-hmm. And we hear about this party uh, Niles is throwing for yeah. the. He's gonna donate his Mike Shaw painting to the museum, mm-hmm. and so they have to have a farewell dinner party. Of course, and Daphne's got to step in and say, "Look, I think it's time that me and you threw a dinner party together." Yeah, because well, you cannot have another one with Fraser. Yeah. And I love this moment. I love him trying to explain why there've been some trouble there's been some trouble like with it's it in an the past. Art. Yeah, and she just keeps cutting him off like no, no. No, no. Like even when he like at one point like she's not giving arguments, it's just simply no. And like at this point there doesn't need to be an argument. It's just no. What's a I can't think of a disaster party really it's never like even if something i don't know i can't think of a party where like i went and then suddenly like you know the food caught on fire and we all had to like leave and everyone's like angry right 
Because, I, like, yeah, things, like, go wrong. Like, the pizza gets delivered or never gets delivered or something. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I've, any party disaster I've ever been around, it was, like, a per- like just a person yeah it's like a like, person like melting down in some right, way right. and you're like once that person leaves or takes a nap the party is fine yeah like i've definitely was at a have been at a party where i was already really drunk and it was late and then a conversation nearby turned into like a fight and i was like if i there's a decent chance I will get pulled into this if I can be, so I'm going to pretend to pass out. And I just laid down and closed my eyes and waited for this conversation to happen. Uh, to end. Just like, nope, I'm out. I'm not here. Nope. Well, I think this is a good segue into the next section, but we have to talk about the repair guys. Because mm-hmm. Niles comes in the scene, and I love that these chandelier people are like, this is what's happening. There's a transformer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, very important chandelier yep. speak. Uh-huh. I'm in the biz, so I know everything that's happening. <laughs> right, right, but right. Niles doesn't. Uh-huh. And, um, but I like that he sort of plays along. Mm-hmm. And then that guy's like, look, it's been a long day up day here m- m- touching these gl- glass <laughs> and d- doing doing these things, playing with my transformers. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go home. And... Niles is about ready to say, like, yep, that's fine. But mm-hmm. Daphne steps in and is like, look, mister, I will l- literally hang you from the rafters if you do not. Right. Something, you're going to hang that chandelier or um, you're staying here all night. So right. uh, you're moving in until it's done. I will say one benefit of having lost the episode is I caught something in this rewatch that I didn't catch the first time. Mm-hmm. Probably because I didn't know it was going to happen. But. One of the things he specifically says he needs to do, says to Niles that he needs to do, is brace the beam. Oh, maybe he doesn't brace the beam. I think he might not brace the beam because he wants to leave early. Well, Scotty, we have a problem. Is that that famous line from Star Trek they say? That's exactly how that line goes. we have a problem. That's exactly how the line goes. I know. I Mm -hmm. know so much about Star Trek guys. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I know everything about that show, Star Trek Guys, mm-hmm. which sounds like the name of a podcast it about Star Trek. certainly is a name of a podcast <laughs> about Star Trek. There are so many podcasts about Star Trek. There's almost certainly one. It was funny. I was Star talking Trek to somebody guys. about this podcast and like being like, we're almost done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to do kind of a different kind of podcast next. And they, and they were like, well, don't do Star Trek because there's so much of it. And I'm like, why would I do that? Right. That's like, I would never. I would never. Yeah. No. No. Nope. I would do one where I just randomly picked an episode <laughs> and talked about it. Uh-huh. I um, mean, we randomly watched an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, but that's just because Kelsey Grammer was in it for like four seconds. Four seconds. <laughs> hey, I watched that movie Basketball because I liked Robic Fish, and they're in that movie. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I watched that Sun Death movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Which was not a mistake, right? Uh, Which was huh? incredible. Which is uh, incredible. I mean, it is a hockey movie, and it uh-huh. does have the Pittsburgh Penguins in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's stupid. For a second, I was going to say, was that the one with Dennis Rodman? That doesn't make any sense. 
No. There was a different ridiculous Jean-Claude Van Damme movie with Dennis Rodman in it. No, Luke Robitaille is in this movie. And he's in yeah. a lot of hockey movies. He has multiple, I'm sure, IMDb credits for being uh-huh. like the guy. Right. No, to be clear, what I'm talking about is Dennis Rodman being a basketball player. This is not a basketball movie. It's an action movie starring the basketball guy and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, here we are at Cafe Nervosa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Fraser's got some ideas for this upcoming party, yeah. the Mike Shaw painting party. He doesn't just have ideas, he's at the coffee shop, and he's percolating, percolating. with ideas, which I thought was a fun little... We all thought it was a little fun, a little um, fun thing. We're doing um, a thing with our shoulders. Yeah. Can you hear it in our it's voice? Like, Can it's you like hear my voice shaking with a little like, It's shimmy? a little... I don't, okay, sure. Everyone knows what we're talking about. I love when we do these re-recorded ones, and it's just like, well, we've already talked about the stuff. Nobody heard it, so let's just go off the rails and talk about, not do nonsense. Sorry. Anyway, but I, percolating with ideas. But Niles has got a break to him. Yeah. Hey. No. Look. No. You, you, don't have to do, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to lift the finger. Aren't you happy just to be a guest? And he's just like horrified mm-hmm. that he can't provide anything yeah he can't he he cannot because he's a control freak and mm-hmm. fraser's gotta have it be in control mm-hmm. and take yeah. over the situation it be in control yes agreed i so there's a couple things i love when niles is telling him about this mm-hmm. and one especially is the face that niles makes when he tells Frazier that Daphne's gonna do the food mm-hmm. like before Frazier is even looked up to, he just like like the way he like rears back yeah. like bracing himself yeah. for the re- in fact you did that face while we were rewatching. I know because I remembered you talking about that the first time we recorded this and it made me think about the face he was gonna make uh-huh. and then I did it <laughs> I know it was very amusing to me so yeah I'm like I, yeah the scene has just played out very well where like he's like she's gonna make that stuff that no one likes to eat right and he's like it's called piccadilly beef yeah and i talked her out of it already. yeah which is great because of how he says it mm-hmm. it sounds like he's about to defend that yeah. daphne he's like you know the way he's just like you know it's called piccadilly beef i talked her out of it like, you know, he's like yeah it sounds really like in defense of, of but daphne. he's got it every he's got everything down but mm-hmm. i love when like daphne joins them and it's just like Frazier's just like, oh, I won't be able to make it. So sorry about your like seating arrangements. And she's like, it's going to be a buffet. <laughs> and he's just like, <gasps> he like cannot yeah, handle yeah. it. And he has to leave. And he's just like, well, you know my number. And it's just like, yes, it's third on our speed dial. Uh-huh. Which is like the ultimate barn. Yeah. It's funny. It, one, you can still tell, like, it still feels like a burn right now. But also, it's kind of a dated burn. Like it's reached, it's reaching that point because like you don't have numbered speed dials now. You just have names. You'd be well. You have a favorites list. Yeah, but- I mean, I do because I use like that do not disturb mode. But you know, my favorite. You know, like my family. Right. right. Yeah. Like if something happened, they can call me, and right. it, it allows a call through. Right. But that's not like numbered. It's no. just there. No, it's just there. It's just a list of names in alphabetical order, which is the ultimate number, alphabetical order. <laughs> yep, it sure is. Also, oh, another thing. I love when Niles first tells Fraser what's going on, and he starts, like, searching his notes for a bit, almost like he's trying to find where 
him not doing the party fits into his plans for doing the party. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and like then he then he then he can finally react to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, like, I don't have it. I was like gonna say something more, and then I'm like, no, that's in the next section. Yeah, yeah. So let's move to the next section. You know, where we're back in Montana, back mm -hmm. on the ranch, <laughs> big sky country. Here we are with Daphne and Ross, and they're kissing in the kitchen. <laughs> uh huh. That's exactly what's happening. And she's like, I can't believe we get this moment alone. And she's like, I know. <laughs> exactly. That's definitely it. And then she she was, you know, Roz is like, I used to be so nervous around you. And, and like, Daphne was like, me too. Oh, hold on. I think that's your fanfic notebook. Your, oh, oh. Your, 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 your oh. podcast Okay, notebook. hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry about that. So Daphne and Roz are in the kitchen mm -hmm. just talking normally about how great the party's going to go. Right. And she's putting the birds in the oven, not mm -hmm. a euphemism. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, Gert is home. Mm -hmm. She's not rented Castaway. No, she was supposed to, but she didn't. She's going to watch the big fight. Yeah. I like, okay, so there's that really good moment when she's describing, like, <laughs> The boxing match yeah and uh i think you can read it yeah she says uh there's nothing like two great sweaty beasts beating each other senseless i miss your father oh i like how you <laughs> yeah. did the inflection there yeah that was good um, yeah i thought that was like a really funny line yeah especially because like it looks so like just genuine and wistful mm -hmm. and like like she's just really having but also there's a part of me that's like there's something more than just wistful in that line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. I think makes sense mm -hmm. later in the episode, but uh, I was just uh -huh. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> Alice is really proud of her artwork, and she's yeah. like, hey, mom, look, I signed my name here and here and here and on this important painting that we're the reason <laughs> we're having this party because I'm a kid and I do that. But I love <laughs> Raza's reaction, which is, oh, no. Yeah. But also, uh, next time, don't... She doesn't, like, scold her. She doesn't, right. like, get really angry. Right. He, she's just like, don't write, write your name on your own artwork. But I love <laughs> that she's like, because mine is better. And she looks back, like, Roz looks back at that painting and is like, yes. <laughs> right. Um, and I love that. But mm -hmm. what's the name of this painting? We hear the name of it later. It's like uh. the... Something of the sandwich yeah. maker. Oh, um, I can't. Remember it has now. like a really yeah. good title. Yeah, but, but so I I, I love that we you know like Daphne has this under control though because mm -hmm. she's gonna have Ross take it to the art store that mm -hmm. they probably have number two on the speed dial. Right. Did you say it was number two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who number one is. Probably the wine guy. <laughs> probably. But then, of course, the birds are burning of somehow course. in the yeah. two minutes they're in the... Yeah, like, she's got these hens, these, like, Cornish hens that mm -hmm. are supposed to be cooking. She puts them into the oven, and this time, because I'd seen the episode and I knew what was going to happen, I was curious, and I just started counting seconds. It's like a minute and 40 seconds well, between her putting it in the oven... Well, I think they're already cooked. She's just browning them. I know. But and it they goes get from, extra browned. Yeah, I'm saying it goes 
Actually, no, you can't just be browning them because that's a thing that's supposed to be happening right before dinner. If Well, you, you know birds. Yeah. They don't take a long time to cook. That's not <laughs> yeah. the whole like, point. It's, it's like we are recording this two days before Thanksgiving. There are people that had to take their turkey out of the fridge yesterday to start thawing it because it takes so long to thaw and then cook. You, there's no way these hens burst into flames. Oh, I thought you like were gonna say like they burst, like they're already like made. They like burst in the flame. They're like spontaneously combusting, and that's how they make <laughs> are made. Like you know how like you pull your like thing to inflate on the airplane, like oh, your yeah, life preserver. Yeah. It's yeah. like you like blown to the side. So it's just like you pull the <laughs> string on the bird, and it's just like yeah. foams it's, up. It's and then a new it's innovation done. from Butterball. Like you, it, like you take it out of the oven, uh, you take it out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and then it you've got there's a timer on it, and basically mm-hmm. it goes three days to thaw, and on day four it just bursts into flames and mm-hmm. cooks itself. It'll burn out at the right amount of time, and it'll just be yep. ready to go. Yeah, uh, technology. It's amazing. It it's really amazing. Is. It really is. What you can also like control rock? the temperature with your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can like be away from home, and it's just like, oh yeah, the bird's on fire now, honey. Because uh-huh. like you can see it on your like in the app, yeah. the bird app. Yep. Siri, call the drone to take the uh, the butterball, uh, the self cooking butterball out of the uh, fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Set it to burst into flame at three forty seven on Thursday. That's it. <laughs> uh, Siri, too early. Call the fire. No, that was Siri, drill. like, spontaneously combusting. Oh. It was just too much information. It was the information overlap. Oh, oh, she oh. knows too much information. It's, like, really overwhelming. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's, like, too much, like, just um, visual clutter. There's just so many memes out there. <laughs> She can't take it all in. And so here, you know, like, Daphne's starting to lose her cool now. And Roz is suggesting, like, just call Frasier, you know, like, just mm-hmm. do this. Like, and and she's feeling guilty about doing this because, you know, she's taking over. Our, our, she's supposed to be the Lord Mayor of Party Town. <laughs> right, right. But now she's got to call the original mayor. Mm-hmm. Frasier. Yeah. So and uh, but I yes no no the, talk you can say what you're gonna say no I just I just love when we get to see Fraser's response to this phone call and, yeah but go ahead so okay yeah because what happens you know we see him in the apartment and he's like I'll uh, you know I'll I'll, I'll help you out I'll, uh, I'll figure mm. it out right mm. like he's about to start solving the problem mm. but then instead just goes into the kitchen and immediately pulls out a pan with like prepared. Cornish hens ready to go you know he he's he was waiting for this moment he heard Niles just rattle off a bunch of words about what food was going to be and he was like prepared ready to go but here's one thing I also didn't notice the first time watching it Mm -hmm. he grabs like a a, a cloth so to use Mm -hmm. as like a a, like an oven mitt basically Mm -hmm. to take the pan out of the oven Mm -hmm. and then grabs the other side with his bare hands Sets it on the pa- on the stove, mm-hmm. grabs the tin foil, covers it up, grabs the whole thing with his bare hands, and and is just holding. I think it, it was probably just like it, the oven was off. It was he made a point to grab the thing. Well, to, like, insulate I can't his- explain that, but when you have bare hands, they're really well well insulated. <laughs> 
That's a new technology mitts they have out there for your self imploding butterball uh-huh. turkey. Uh huh. I-, I swear, I have to come up with a different way of saying the phrase bare hands because it's literally impossible to use that term with you and not have there be a joke about. I just like the idea of a regular <laughs> old human just with big old bare hands. I also do like it's that It's like, idea. okay, so our hockey team here is the Boston Bruins and they're mm-hmm. bears and they have like those foam hands, but they're like big grizzly hands. Yep. They're Bruin bear hands and they're green. Right. Yes. And, and, I agree. And it's just like, yeah, we're bears. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. Like... We just, you love a good bear. I do love a good bear. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So now we're in, someone's in the kitchen with Daphne. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is the stuff I've done, Fraser. I love the, where where she's like, my soup's okay. You know, I think the soup's okay. And he mm-hmm. like looks at the soup and then yeah. he's just like, you think he's, he asks her white wine. Yeah. And you think he's going to add white wine to the soup. Mm-hmm. And he just gulps it down. Yeah. He's just like. It's bad, Daphne. It's bad, and I need the white wine to get through (laughs) this. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, no, this is a good moment. It's very, it's very. I want to say, I think I've reached an age where I appreciate wine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's, it's nice. It's nice. Like, I get it. I get wine now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm becoming a wine person. And by becoming a wine person, it means I will drink wine if it's provided to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to, I got really into wine you for a while. You did get really into wine. You were like, I'm going to this wine tasting after work on Thursday. Well, because there was a place I used that it used to be convenient to me. Okay, so I was just going through all the plastic bags. Uh-huh. And I found a plastic bag from the wine store. Wow. Yeah. That closed like a decade ago. Yeah, that's why we need to get rid of the plastic bags. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, there was a place that used to be really convenient to me based on like where I was going to school and all these things that would have wine tastings like every day at a particular time. And I used to go there and they had really like good but inexpensive wine. So I'd always get a bottle, have a glass when I got home. And I got... I took a lot of notes i really learned what i liked and then i just stopped basically when they closed i stopped doing it and mm-hmm. i should get back into that but i used to be really into wine mm-hmm. anyway wine aside here <laughs> you know i like that fraser calls himself an invisible kitchen elf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he's gonna hide in the world's biggest cupboard yeah like cupboards he's have shelves switched. that are not like recessed back like this well i mean the thing is, this I've seen people usually call them pantries, but I've seen ones like this. But before. it's not usually like one that looks like this. It's usually like one in the wall. Also, Ben, Ben, <laughs> Ben, it's here. The moment is grandiose. It is the store, the back this door, yeah, magic door. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, it's much like the magic school bus, except <laughs> there's no Mrs. Frizzle, and we don't learn crap. <laughs> Yep. Also, I will say there's a point in this episode where they reference having a secret passage. I know. But he, but that's not what he's using to sneak in. He's just using a, a previously non-existent Look, back door. He got a chandelier put in and now his uh-huh. a special kitchen door mm-hmm. put in. Yeah. 
So, uh, Fraser's re- very concerned about the ramekins uh-huh. being mismatched because uh-huh. you can't just like have four that are matching and two that match. Right. That's unheard of. It's either you can have pairs or you can have them all mismatched. Right. And I, I love like how precise this is. Mm-hmm. And then we, I guess he goes in the cupboard now. And then we have Niles like talking about the miniature easels. Yeah. And, yeah. but Daphne's whole big thing is look, honey. We made this thing. You're not supposed to be in the kitchen. Right. I've got the kitchen tonight. You're not supposed to be worrying about this. This is like my domain, and this is what I'm doing for the party. This is how I'm hiding Fraser. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. Uh, wait, but, yes. So, just the ramekins thing. Yes. A uh, little side thing I just wanted to mention. Uh, you may have seen this if you follow me on Twitter, but the funny thing is, literally the day after we recorded the first version of this there. So I'm in an online trivia league mm-hmm. and there was a question that was like, w- like describing this dish and saying that the name was based on a similar French word and like all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's always like a scalped edge thing usually used for individual blah, blah, blah and all these mm-hmm. things. And it's like, what is it called? And it was like, Man, usually this trivia league is really hard, but you know what question I know the answer to? The one describing a ramekin. Uh, I definitely know what a ramekin is. Like, I mean, I did before, but like, if I was ever going to get the answer right, it was the day after talking about this episode. That's funny. Yeah. But I love Fraser coming out and talking about the, well, Niall should know where to get the like miniature easels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the name of that dollhouse? It's a Lilliputia dollhouse in miniatures. I am Lilliputiana. Oh, is that how you say L- that? Lilliputiana. Well, it could be Lilliputiana. Yeah. Um, but it's basically I- the place from uh, Gulliver's Travels where all the small people. Live. Yeah, yeah. I, but I love um this idea that like Fraser goes to this miniature store enough yeah. to know this yeah he just knows where he, he knows where you get and miniatures. also i want to go here because <laughs> i love miniature things there's yeah. this company in it's like they make these like blind box things they're called remet re like dash m-e-n-t and they're a bunch of little sets and they're just like little miniature things like little lunches like mm-hmm. food normally like a hello kitty shave ice i don't know why you need that in miniature but why not right uh-huh, uh-huh. and and i just love how like weird it is that mm-hmm. they have like a weird theme and then it's just like a, a little tiny thing yeah and they're, they're really nice and awesome and i like i have one that i think it's a little sushi one and i mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. and it has like a little beer and i'm like why do you why do i need this <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't but i yeah. love it it's funny i associate it with like like our friend Sarah, who she buys little miniatures that are used for people use for like D and D and other RPGs and stuff, and she like has gotten really into like painting them, and like some occasionally will even stream herself painting it on Twitch. So like shout out, go to do Frau uh, on Twitch and D U F R A U, and occasionally you get to watch her paint them. It's very entertaining. She's currently painting her character from Android Dreams. And I'm excited uh, to see a cyberpunk RPG podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Season two coming soon. I'm on it. You are? Yeah. I'm the guest star. <laughs> right. It's also very rated R. Yeah. It's uh, podcast. Yeah. The, it is an exp- it is explicit. It is very different. explicit. <laughs> uh, um, 
talking about explicit, some people show up and they're refreshingly on time. <laughs> That's what Niall says to them. He's, but what are they? They're what tediously are they? punctual. Oh, with... yeah, yeah. No, but I meant, what are their names? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they are... Because um, I didn't write their names. Yeah, they're um, Antonia and... Wait, where is it? Alex. No, are those the people that come in with that in Germany that you're talking about? The people that come what? With there are people that show up. No, no it's never Antonia mind. and Alex. Antonia and Alex are the first two to show up. Okay, but are they the ones that look like look at the Edwardian utility bills? Yes. Yeah. And I love that she asks about it first, mm-hmm. and then by the time she gets out of there, she's mm-hmm. just like, "I need a drink." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But we also see this like setup of this guy because the painting is covered because it's not the real painting, right? And they're going to do an unveiling, right? And she and it's really this guy's like really awful i hate this dude he's just like oh well i want to look at it and i'm going to be annoying about it mm-hmm. and it's just like daphne like hip checking him out of the way constantly and <laughs> right. it's, very, it's very funny yeah um but then we see like more guests show up mm-hmm. and mike shaw shows up which yeah. we see earlier that he was an extended an invite right was told that he couldn't make it right but then the gallery forced mike mike shaw to show up mm-hmm. but then we get Gertrude here answering the door because Gertrude couldn't get the like fight ordered. So I guess like sh- they have to talk to the cable person, mm-hmm. the like pay per view people. <laughs> right. Back in the days when you had to call for that, not mm-hmm. just like push like something. The auto went to your like cable bill, I guess. Yep. Wow, technology. <laughs> yep. Now one thing is like so when these the second couple shows up, mm-hmm. uh, well, Sharon. We- mm-hmm. Uh, Sharon here is played by actress named uh, Nana Visitor. What? That's her name. Oh. Uh, but she is an actress who is in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So yet again, second episode in a row where we've had a Star Trek actor showing up in this show where Star Trek exists, which is a show that Kelsey Grammer was on, probably because he was on Frasier. Blowing everyone's mind. Technology yeah. these days. <laughs> So, um, Gertrude's so rude when she answers the door because they, like, extend the hand, like, the hand out to, like, shake hands. And she's like, no, no, you don't do it because I'm not going to be here. Right. But I love that she is immediately flirting with Mike Shaw, invites Mm -hmm. him to watch the game. He's asking, Mm -hmm. like, do you have any drinks? Meaning probably liquor. And she's like, liquor. And he's, like, super into it. Yeah. And, um, then we have... We see the couple that came in and saw, they're the only real people that saw the real Mike Shaw. Right. And they're on the phone almost as soon as they step in. Right. They're like on their cell phone. And Mm -hmm. then that's when like Thad and Jeremy show up. Mm -hmm. And does someone else come in with them? No, right? No, no, no. Yeah. And uh, I I realized, I don't think we ever said the part about Frazier calling Martin for the ramekins. I think we blasted past that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because that's an important setup. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I, I also think is really funny. Uh, yes, when, I agree. I agree. Like where Fraser's because Fraser knows like you, you, you because you can't have just two mismatched ramekins. Right, right. He calls and tries to like explain to Martin, like have Martin bring okay. his. The problem with this is when Martin shows up, he's mm-hmm. like, "You also need to go back out and get this, 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 and this." Right. 
And also, Martin doesn't know where ramekins are. <laughs> right, right. And then does a really funny thing where Fraser's like, sometimes it's like, you don't hear me at all. And then he keeps repeating it. And then <laughs> it takes Fraser a while to be like, oh, wait, hold on. I know. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, but like when Martin gets there, here's a list of things you need to get. Yeah. He could have just told him on the phone. So he could have brought the ramekins and everything all at once. Okay. So the assumption that I'm making. Is, is he didn't realize until yeah and okay. i don't i never i don't feel like martin has a cell phone at this point no so i think the problem is he calls the house the apartment phone tells I him he's like a he ramekin does have a cell phone but maybe not i don't think we've ever seen him with one okay i mean this is a time when like it definitely was becoming more common mm-hmm. but like i think i had just gotten my first cell phone when this was coming out mm-hmm uh, but, or I was about to, it was like literally within months of me getting my mm-hmm. first cell phone. I know you didn't have one for like, I didn't, I know when this. I got one. Okay. When was that? In 2005, May 2005. Right. So I was like, you were still several years away from having it. So, um, yeah. And I will say, I mean, I will say what somebody said to me in college, which is, am I Amish? Which is, <laughs> Not a, which is a, a very, problem in so many ways. It's a problem in so many ways, but what? Um, I don't know. It was sort of like I guess like are you not into technology? I don't. I which right. which they could have just said right. But I'm also like, why do I need that? I have aim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, you just leave me a message on my aim, right. and I'll see it when I go back to my dorm. I haven't been <laughs> offline in seven days. Okay. <laughs> right you just have a probably some like moody lyric uh, up as your away message because 100 percent, 100 percent had a moody lyric up as a message and like a profile and it would like track the link uh, like when you clicked on certain links and i could uh-huh. see when people were stalking me a hundred percent yes bring me back to 2004 2003 what a beautiful innocent time to be alive uh-huh. and it wasn't even that innocent i just was innocent and i didn't uh-huh. see all this harsh darkness in the world <laughs> except in my moody lyric that i put up and yeah, I, was I was just like, like what a hard time to be alive Ugh, connor obers <laughs> all right <laughs> he was the only one that understood me dashboard confessional <laughs> all right i'm just shouting out Okay, I'm just shouting out into the void, much like I was on my aim away message. So this is, okay, the reason I needed to point out the thing about Martin is I love this moment when the one one couple tells, like, Thad and Jeremy that Mike Shaw is there, and then they have to leave, mm-hmm. and so Niles only ends up hearing about Mike Shaw being there secondhand. Mm-hmm. But the description is basically that of Martin. Like, he believes it's just Martin, mm-hmm. which, like, makes sense when you think about what just happened at mm-hmm. the last party mm-hmm. where he had to suddenly pretend to be the count, whatever right, happened. Right, right. Like, like, that is such a, like, if, like, that's such a thing that no sane person mm-hmm. in real life, like, in reality, 
hearing that the guy they invited to a party honoring his painting mm-hmm. actually showed up is going to be like, I bet that's actually just my dad due to a well, wacky misunderstanding. But like, it makes perfect sense for yeah, guys to assume. But it, I, I love like the description is like basically so vague that it's also Martin. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And I also love how Martin uh gets there with the ramekins and it's just like why didn't you just say nut bowls because <laughs> yes. he only uses them for nuts right yep <sighs> do people eat nuts anymore i feel like they were like really in vogue we i know have, like a container of like mixed nuts in i just other- i just use it to throw at weddings <laughs> uh, well i mean you are quite non-traditional so that makes sense yeah i just think that's funny and then we get the ice sculptor Mm-hmm. The only one of the only other people to see the real Mike Shaw, <laughs> right? Where he, yeah. I love this idea of like he has to. Niles has to go get the check because he's like, oh, I want to get my payment before the evidence like melts, <laughs> right? Right. Like, While there's still evidence, yeah. yeah. And then Mike Shaw comes out and he's very nice to the ice sculptor. Yeah. He's like, hey, I, I, you're a huge influence on my ice sculpting. <laughs> that looks nothing like the sandwich maker. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is that thing where it's like. There's what he does that he's passionate about, and then there's what he does to like pay, get a paycheck. He's not passionate about ice. I'm not saying he's not passionate about ice, but like I've seen Groundhog Day. <laughs> uh huh. You can be passionate about ice. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying like I'm. He, I assume this dude's also doing some painting in the other room right before he starts doing his like you know, a private detective work and investigating uh, Dr. House. <laughs> this guy played a private detective on House MD. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Which, Anyways, he's also just really into Mike Shaw. He, is, he disappears. Yeah. yeah. For the third round. Wink. A wink. The night's still a young. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah. I will say, like, I thought the first time I watched this that, like, she implied something in this There's scene. There's a lot being implied. Like, I don't think she actually ever does. I think mm-hmm. he does. She does a thing where, like, in sitcoms where you're like, hello, nurse. I mean, in this moment. Yeah, well. Maybe, maybe some It's of the, all implied. Maybe they, some implied. They were doing some smooch, smooches up there. We don't see what. We don't see what was happening. That's true. So, but we do see what's happening with Roz, Alice, and the art restorer who Mr. Slodkin, I can't say his name, and (laughs) um, he can't remember who Speedy Gonzalez is Mm -hmm. because he's not not Speedy at all. Right. He's got to take his time because it's his art. It's his job and he takes it seriously. Yeah. What he doesn't take seriously is listening to people when they're right. (laughs) I know. I will say uh, uh, when I think of art restoring, the only like I can't not think of uh, Ghostbusters two. You know that that because like that's what Dana's with doing the, with his Vigo. Yeah, because right? mm-hmm. I love like I, I just want him like that guy to walk in and just be like everything you are doing is bad. I just want, I want you to know that and just walk like like to Mr. Slavodkin here. Like I I can see that. Yeah, like I just like because to me i don't understand why dana is like becoming an art resource she was just like in an orchestra she's like i'm just in the arts i just like am so good at everything because also i hang out with a ghostbuster like that studies psychic abilities i'll give you a very good there's a very good canon reason why she would do that okay 
Because if a ghost was haunting a tuba, that would be dumb. Okay. <laughs> that is true. But think about how hilarious it would be on Scooby-Doo if somebody <laughs> blew into a tuba and a freaking Casper came out. Like, it is hilarious. I mean, the thing is, I can't say for certain that never happened. Like, I can't say for sure. I know, and it was Scooby still, Doo. like, a farmer just in a go- ghost outfit, like, which uh-huh. is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Jinkies. All right. <laughs> then we have the scene. Okay, so we've already escorted Martin out of the house once, mm-hmm. but he had to come back. Yeah. And to pick up the list, and then mm-hmm. he gets found out and has to be sort of, he's like, well, I, ha, ha, I'm not sick. I'm back now. And right. now has to pretend to be Mike Shaw. Right. And he's just saying whatever. <laughs> right. And, which is very funny about like, you know, what do you think about this person? And he's just like, crap. <laughs> right. And they're just like, this is so refreshing. And <laughs> yeah. his whole point being like, you had to, you're just believing me because I'm a famous artist, mm-hmm. which is true. Right. Like, yeah. that's what it's like when you're famous. Mm-hmm. People listen to you. Yep. Which is insane. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I found where the title of the painting is. Because mm-hmm. you would ask earlier about yes. what it was. But here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized I hadn't questioned it until I saw it written down in this transcript. Mm-hmm. In the subtitles, mm-hmm. the way the sentence is written is basically, please, like referring to the painting, mm-hmm. please say a few words about the dry wit of the sandwich maker. Because yes. the title is The Dry Wit of the Sandwich Maker. Mm-hmm. But in the transcript, what it says is, please say a few words about the dry wit of the sandwich maker. Oh. Implying that the painting is simply called The Sandwich, sandwich maker, maker, and it has a certain dry wit about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he's asking about. Mm-hmm. And I realize... That makes both more of sense. Those are, I don't know. I feel like both are equally likely to be correct. If you made art, mm-hmm. would you have long titles or short titles? It really depends on what I'm doing, I think. Well, I want to, I mean, because, you know, when I come with titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I feel like you're just going to do an extremely niche. I know exactly what you're thinking of. Okay, I want that. No, no, no. This is just going to be in there with a with a weird like. <sighs> okay, say you make a painting of a cow. Uh huh. No, say you write no. What was? How does it go? I don't remember anymore. You don't have to get it right. You just have to say what we're you're you're talking about. Someone asking oh, Billy. Corgan. Oh, it's actually okay. Yes, it's like a reference to this Billy Corgan interview, and he's talking about how he names songs, and it's like say. You write a song about a chandelier, and the chandelier gives off light, and the light is the color red. That reminds you of a bull, and that bull, so you call the song cow. <laughs> right. And so he's just like, oh, yes, it's very far removed amount right. of things. Though I remember he has a song called, like, Starla, because he met somebody who's like, what a cool name, and, like, wrote, and this had the song titles that. Right. And, wh- like, whoa. And then, yeah. oh, but her name was Darla. <laughs> beautiful yeah because like some of the uh, some of the songs those are just words that are in the song and sometimes it's like he never says bullet with butterfly wings in that song ever but he must have gone through that process and ended up in that title yeah it's like 
What? Uh, mm, no. Oh, no, it's artsy. <laughs> but anyway, I, th- I feel like I could see myself coming up with either. It would really just depend on the feel that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. That sounds like you. So here we go. That sounds like an insult. <laughs> but also, it, uh, we've gotten really far away from the fact that I have now, because of reading this, I have no idea which one is the real title of this. The Sandwich Maker. You, so, you just decided it's the same. Yeah, I get to decide. Okay, okay. Fight in, me. In my head, it could be either, but we're that means we're both right. Okay, I'm also just hungry. <laughs> so I love this thing where like they're gonna make Martin take them like through the house and like judge Niles's art, and like mm-hmm. Martin's like real response of "I've always wanted to do this," uh-huh. and I'm excited for that. Yeah, because I think we all wish that we could just be that kind of radically honest mm-hmm. with people and be like no that no just no like especially uh-huh. in like those house shows mm-hmm. like reality shows which uh-huh. are like already weird anyways and you're like no right no like i think the first wine pun shirt was probably funny right <laughs> but we don't need it forever uh-huh. always right. overly saturated it's like stay calm and carry on like was great like once it was like a revealed thing and then it became everywhere like mm-hmm. mustaches like let's just have mustaches <laughs> like mustaches everywhere that's a new fun thing uh-huh. and it's just like no just like let it be a one thing mm-hmm. not an everything thing <laughs> anyway uh-huh. i don't know i don't know i'm just saying too much mm-hmm. um that's not even a judgment on that i like those things but it's just like you know it's an oversaturation it's like yeah. when you get a new album and you're like wow this song is really good but then it ends up being like a song that they play on the radio so then you hear it a million times in radio and you're like no i don't like this song anymore because <laughs> i just heard it too many times uh-huh. uh yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine mm-hmm. everything's fine you can cut that out nope so, okay so this is when Niles tries to go into the kitchen again. Yeah. And Daphne loses it. Yeah. Well, because... Frasier's, like, freaking out at her. She's freaking out about the painting. Frasier's freaking out at her. Well, we also have that scene where, like, Thad and Jeremy go in the kitchen. And Uh it's like, Frasier was holding you back. And Niles tries the, like, sauce that we know is Frasier's. And it's like, oh, it's Frasier's signature sauce. It's, like, better than his. You should give him tips. Right, right. And he hears all this. And he's just like... He's like, look, who's in charge here? I need to be in charge here. And we got to, like, figure this out. Right. And then Niles comes in there and Daphne, like, screams at him, like, you Mm. shouldn't be in here. Which, And then he just, like, timidly pokes his head back (laughs) in. And he's like, well, the birds should be in the oven. And she's like, no. I will say, like, this is bold because of the fact that, like, she just had that reaction to him walking into the room. Mm -hmm. And then he's immediately like, yep. I need to come back into the room and mm-hmm. do a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not expect Niles to be willing to re-enter this room right now. But of course he has to for the plot. But, yeah. And like, then he opens the pantry. Yeah. Sue's Fraser. Yeah. And then I love this thing where, like, Daphne just closes, like, maybe you didn't see. And, <laughs> right. she, and then he's like, you can stop closing it. I have seen him. Right. I know he is here. Right. As if there's any... Ch- like, I love the idea that she thinks there's any chance... Frasier, who's filling this closet, mm-hmm. maybe Niles hasn't noticed. But I, uh, okay, I love that Frasier, like, Niles is like, you need to get out. Everything that's been going wrong is your fault. Uh-huh. And 
And he's like, fine, I'll take my sauce and I'll take my poultry shears uh-huh. and I'm going home. And he's like, no, but your sauce, we need the sauce. Yeah. And he's like, fine, you have it. And I just love this whole scene of him crashing through this door mm-hmm. with the red sauce all over him and yeah. like Frazier like with the shears being like you know you had this coming to you for a long time yeah. and it's, I'm not even sorry yeah and and like Daphne has to be like it's not what you think see it's and like the, everyone's just all the guests are repulsed because yeah, it looks she like licks blood it. she licks it I and love- says it's yummy and like when they still think it's blood she doesn't say what it is she mm-hmm. just says it's fine look yummy and eats what they still think is his blood yeah yeah like, yeah it's so good but she but saves the party she does what before that happens there's a thing i want to uh, reference because again you brought this up and i had already been thinking about this earlier mm-hmm. niles again grabs this pan that was on the stove with his bare hands with his unprotected hands <laughs> ungloved ungloved unmitted unprotected hands and is not burning himself again this is the second time in this that they like one of them has like just grabbed right on to... it's just callous from doing that racquetball uh-huh. uh-huh i'm sure i'm sure i'm just saying this there's twice in this where they just grab directly onto what should be very hot pans and don't get burned by it but again whatever it would be harder to do the com- the comedy is better not worrying about that but i just thought it was a thing that i thought was funny. just bear and grin it grin <laughs> bear and grin it nah, we're keeping it bear and grin it. bear and grin it grin and bear it is the yeah, thing but no whatever. we're keeping it we're keeping it uh anyway as you were saying she saves the party this is a good speech it's a good speech because everybody's ready to leave. They're like, this is clearly a typical crane disaster. We're out of here. And like, the but thing is... Daphne's like, look, everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to abandon them. We've we got it under control mm-hmm. until the chandelier starts a creaking. <laughs> yep. And it's wiggling. Mm-hmm. And then it crashes into the room with Gertrude and Mike Shaw on the bed full of coats. <laughs> yep. And this is why I brought up the thing earlier about the guy saying he needed to brace the beam. He specifically says, one of the things I need to do is brace the beam. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, I got to transform everything. I got to do this. And I got to brace the beam. And that's so that's why I was thinking, like, does he not do it specifically because Daphne forced him to stay and he was trying to leave? Did he skip that step? Because would he have done it? If he could have come back tomorrow. The passion of Gert and Mike Shaw cannot be tamed. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I just like, like when she like goes, hello. <laughs> yeah. Like just from the bed. Yeah. Just like. And, but I also like that Daphne is just like, all right, everyone just go. Just <laughs> right. go. It's can't be saved anymore. Uh-huh. It's a disaster. And like Fraser being like, welcome to the family. You're real crane now. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, she's just like sobbing. Yeah. Though the thing is. At this moment, everybody knows they really did have Mike Shaw here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the moment where Hello. they can be like, oh, Mike Shaw really did show up. Of course, at that moment, they'd also have to be like, also, I definitely pretended my dad was Mike Shaw to fool you all. He says that. Well, no, she says, like, Martin, you can stop pretending. But, but 
so uh, what I'm saying is that how does not everyone know who Martin is at this point? They've well, all been to parties, yeah. right? Like, well, because that and Jeremy should know. I know they try to hide Martin away, which is just like really rude. Well, as f- if anything, they would think he's the count. We don't know if he's at that party. Is he always the count? No, no. But I'm saying, they if they've met Martin, they may not have met Martin. Right. Okay. Is what I'm saying complex anyway. <laughs> yeah. but i love the ending scene with the bed mm-hmm. in the living room and the like there's a big hole and like, like niles is on his way out of the house and then he's like oh no i forgot something and looks up <laughs> and that gets past the like his uh briefcase through yeah. the like hole in the ceiling <laughs> yeah and it's like i don't think you should be up there well, one shouldn't be up there. Two. Why uh, is this briefcase like in Gertrude's office? No, I. I mean, Gertrude's off a bedroom. No, because he like yells up. All it, so I. So I think she's not in the guest bedroom unless there. I guess there could be stairs up to that way. I just yeah. thought the guest bedroom was to the left, and yeah. like that they're in like Niles's room. Yeah. So I think what was supposed to happen is because the party was happening downstairs, Gertrude mm-hmm. was supposed to stay upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this might be Niles and Daphne's bed. Mm-hmm. Where she was making out with Mike Shaw. Cool! But also, my thing is just like, this bed's still real dusty. When she, like, tosses the briefcase down there, as I assume it's Daphne tossing it down to him, but it's like... It Maybe lands- it's a person fixing the ceiling. I don't think so. I feel like it's Daphne, but it's like, this is real dusty. Now, realistically, like, one, I want to acknowledge, I just think the scene is funny. I do legitimately just think the scene is funny. I think it's so serious. <laughs> but, when, again, when you look past the comedy, it's just like, this briefcase would be so dusty. You can see. It's, it's just closed! Like- it's closed! Yeah, I don't want my bag covered in, like, busted ceiling dust. I've seen your bag. It's yeah, covered it's in not... busted ceiling dust. <laughs> I don't know what Look, you're doing we need to work. move, so if you could uh, go to patreon.com slash our whole place is covered in busted ceiling dust. It's not really. Still do that thing, but it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not that. Well, that's because we live in a bus. <laughs> it's bust ceiling dust. Yes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh anyway anything else you wanted to say on this no great great app good app yeah very good app um drinks in this episode we had some white wine there was it there was supposed to be a cocktail hour Mm -hmm. i don't think it really happened well there's some champagne they're grabbing like gert grabs a champagne and then they also have for the whiskey the good stuff the good stuff so i figured it's funny uh another benefit like one tiny benefit of uh having lost the earlier episode is i didn't know what this was before i I was like i've seen this bottle before but i can't figure out what it is and i saw it at the store afterwards uh like as as, like later so this is like hennessy it's like some cognac so that's what when she comes down to get the good stuff that's what it is, because it's a very distinctively shaped bottle, and that's what it is. And then, yeah, I'm shaking my head. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which no one can see. No one can see it. Yeah, uh, no callers this episode. So, what's the good word? Oh, um, 
There is one. This is me knowing that you have one, so I don't have to ask. That tableau vivant. Mm-hmm. It's a noun, a silent and motionless group of people arranged to represent a scene or incident. So maybe mm-hmm. they would do be recreating the dry wood of the sandwich maker in a uh, scene. I don't know what that is. No, the dry wood of the sandwich maker. The sandwich maker. Yeah, I was like, you're the one who You're the one. I went with your definition and then you act. <laughs> Look. Look, buddy. <laughs> Whatever, it's gonna be messy because the sandwich making gets messy. It's like Family Double Dare style because they didn't they say like they had tarps and shower caps. Yeah, uh, uh, this is smocks. when Fraser has his idea for what Niles's party right. could be, which sounds equally as amazing as it ended up being. Yeah, yeah, but so that's the thing I find interesting. Like they don't, yeah, because when he brings up the tableau vivant thing, they don't. Neither one of them seems to know what it is, but it seems to just be like a living painting, mm-hmm. which I realize vivant literally just means living. So mm-hmm. it's a living tableau. It's a living painting. Mm-hmm. Why do they need to provide smocks and shower caps? Hardcore. Um, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. I feel like that's a thing in like one of the few episodes of Arrested Development I've actually watched is a living painting thing. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> No collars. No collars. Uh, so I guess let's rate the episode. Five. Five Stilton cheeses. English Stilton cheese. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it uh, five out of five. Mr. Slovakins. I guess no one. He never gets a Stilton cheese because not uh, Martin doesn't leave to get the things on the list. Yep. Stiltonless. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stiltonless cheese. Yes. Yeah. Regular Velveeta. <laughs> yep. So this is a pretty good. Uh, this one has a pretty good rating on IMDb. It's an eight point five. Uh, it's gonna bring Heidi Perlman's rating up again because it was a three point five seven. So it's definitely jumping up there. Jump. Just gonna jump and jive and wail and uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. It may actually technically end up at this point higher than um, Lori Kirkland Baker's rating, but. Just because she only has four episodes, so it's like it doesn't. It's not the same. Like it's not. Yeah, it's not the same. You need a lot more to like be at the point that I would count it like as her having the highest rating. It's just four. Like okay, let's let's get into those like calls from the writers of the emails. The email. Downloads, <laughs> games. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. It's it's, it's so many people know. Yeah, so many people know. Okay, it's runner. If you don't know, yeah, so many people know. Anyway, yeah, this is the part of the episode called "We're Listening," where we respond to messages you send us uh, on on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail dot com. Uh, we got an email from Sean Holland about Lilith needs a favor. All right. Yeah. Where, it's funny, I was going to say this earlier, and then I realized this is from Sean's email, so that's Mm -hmm. why I had it in my head, which is that Patrick Kerr, who plays Noel, was indeed on an episode of Star Trek Voyager in 1995. Uh, So, once again, combining the weird circular nature of the show, because Voyager exists at this point, Mm -hmm. this 
which means Noel has seen someone who looks exactly like him on Star Trek. Yep. It's like a Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, he's seen... He's seen the guy who plays him on Frasier, the show that has to exist in this universe. No, the show Frasier doesn't exist in this it universe. It has to, because that's how no, Kelsey Grammer... No, it doesn't. Gram- it does. No. Because that's why Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer is-, is an actor, but who- isn't Frasier. But Kelsey Grammer only ends up on Star Trek Look, because of his roles in Cheers and Frasier. It's a weird <laughs> AU, I'm, so- I'm saying. I'm... And I'm saying in my version, the actors who play the show Frasier has to exist. And so do the actors who play them, the mm-hmm. same characters who actually exist mm-hmm. in this world. That's where I say. Anyway. Um, oh, we're also going to end up in the same debate that we had in the first version of this, probably. But but first, he says, like, the Lilith Needs a Favor may well be the dirtiest episode of Frasier, especially if you think of think of what it implies about Niles and the picture. And, yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely some implications about this picture, which then... I think this might be the dirty, dirtiest episode because of all the ceiling dust. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, good. We're almost done the episode, and Gigi's found a, a toy, to, a loud toy to play with. So that's it. Well, sound. you shouldn't have gotten her one of those like honking, like <laughs> Tonka trucks. Look, I thought if any video was going to go viral, it would be her in like a, a thing like a seal at a circus, just like with a bunch of horns and like honking mm-hmm. it with her but nose. The thing is, like, she's terrified of it. So. <laughs> Oh, she would be. She would hate that. She would hate it. Anyway, um, let's get her afloat in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> okay, we'll just do that. All right. All right. So watch, then- watch for us in the TGF Arcade <laughs> float. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's the thing that we debated last time about what Sean's actual meaning was, and I think we're going to end up debating it again because what he writes is. I was thinking about the fact that both Lilith and Data were supposed to be emotionless, but actually had a surprising amount of heart and warmth. They're a perfect couple. So, no, he does not mean Data. I feel he means Arnold or whatever his name was. Yeah, I think it was Albert. Albert. Whatever his name is. Okay, so here's the th- yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know. Albert. The thing is, the character Data is supposed to be emotionless until he gets an emotion chip put in. Albert or Aren't we never... all emotionless until we get a chip put in? No. Chocolate also, chips, they're delicious and they make you have emotions mostly of joy and happiness unless you're allergic in which case it makes you have different ones which are pain and frustration. True, yes. It's just there's no point in that episode where it's actually said that he's emotionless. He's, uh, he's... a scientist who cares about cleanliness but there's never a point that implies that he's emotionless. He he's never says, emotionless. He never says he's emotionless. Data is explicitly said that he is emotionless. So I guess what I don't know is, is what uh, Sean, Sean, please what cl- we're asking for is yeah. to, some clarification. Do you mean that the character Lilith and the character Data from Star Trek, not the character played by Brent Spiner in this episode, would be Albert. a perfect couple? Like, which one do you mean? And Lilith is so great. 
yeah. forever. So is Data. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I liked him. Yeah. He has a cat. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. And then the last thing he says is like, finally, Daphne and Roz on a family trip would make an excellent episode of Over the Moon, even with the little couple spat they had. And it really would. It would. I really want to see that episode. It's fine because they reconciled in this episode. <laughs> right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything else you wanted to say on this episode? Um, I mean, there's something that I say in every episode. Which is? And it was, it's to say, well, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you, the listeners. And we appreciate everyone that supports us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want everyone to know mm-hmm. that don't forget to look behind things. <laughs> it's good advice. It's very good advice. All right. I uh, learned it from my therapist. You mean Frazier? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well. When I've been saying I've been in therapy all these years, I've just been, I mean, just watching Frazier. <laughs> That's actually what I say. I'm like, I'm sitting with therapist and I just like sit for like watch two episodes of Frazier and I'm like, yeah, that was good. That was healing mm-hmm. for me. I mean, you did see a therapist. Yeah. In a way. Two, sometimes. Sometimes, often two. Yeah. Usually two, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes even more than that. I mean, you're even seeing a physical therapist at the same time. It's pretty efficient, Wow, yeah, honestly. I'm just getting everything done at the same time. <laughs> and I've gone to a spa. It's great. <laughs> Wonderful, yeah. All right, well, with that, this has once again been episode 1014. Daphne does dinner, and this is TJF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TJF Arcade. For more information about the show, follow us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Diana Raygun on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and you want to help us do more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade, or rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. Has left the building.